Hello and welcome along to this special episode of the Peter Greenwood Show podcast. This is the Peter Greenwood Show at the Glasgow Film Festival. And I spoke to Martin Robertson, who is joining me to talk about his film Ride the Wave and the production and how it all came together. So, let's take a listen, shall we? So I'm Martin Robertson, documentary maker from uh, Glasgow in Scotland. How are you today, Martin? Are you well? I'm good, I'm good. I'm on the end of the... The Rona, the COVID caught me, so I'm missing the beginning of Glasgow Film Festival in isolation, and I'm uh, I'm desperate to get down and and see what's going on. That must be such a I, I, that's such a bummer, such a disappointment to put all the work into the film and it's finally here, and then you get caught just as it's coming out. Yeah, I know. I, I managed to avoid COVID for two years as well, but um, now it's caught me, and uh, thankfully. I am due to get out of isolation uh, the day before the premiere, so uh, I get to see the film. <laughs> there you go. Couldn't have timed it better. You couldn't have timed it better if you'd have written it. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Oh, good. So let's talk a little bit about the film. It is called Ride the Wave. Where did this film come from? What's its origin story? So this film came from probably um, the contact I had with a very good friend of mine who was. Um, the uncle of young Ben, um, who the film is about, and I um, kept in touch with the, the family over the years. I watched Ben grow as a as a young a young boy, uh, and I started to see how successful he was becoming as a, a young surfer. And I phoned his dad one day, and he was on the beach in Spain. And I said, "Look, I'd be really interested in starting to follow this story. I've got a feeling it's going to go somewhere quite interesting. Ben's at an age where he's changing all the time. Can we start following?" And so they accepted. We started following. Um, ben became under eighteen surfing champion at twelve years old, and we thought we were making a film about um, a young boy becoming the first Scot to represent Great Britain at the Tokyo Olympics in 2020. And that's what we thought the trajectory of the film was going to be. Um, so we cracked on with it. And then, of course, like all good documentaries, uh, they throw up uh, different paths. And um, that's what happened with Ben. He changed direction in, in, in his story and his journey. And he, he quit competition surfing to focus on big wave surfing. Uh, which is essentially where a surfer goes and takes on an enormous wave uh, solo um, and tries to remain upright on it to the end. Um, and so Ben did that aged uh, 14 in the film and uh, it gave the film a much better storyline, I think. <laughs> when you started following Ben, what was he like compared to how he is now? Yeah, I mean, Ben, uh, ben is... Ben is not the, the kind of Macaulay Culkin of surfing. Uh, for anyone that's seen the film, he is a typical kind of monosyllabic teenager. Um, and I liked that about Ben because there was a lot going on in Ben's head and it allowed me to play with that cinematically. Um, and so, you know, for sure, the process of making a film over four years has brought Ben out of his shell and has helped him with uh, you know talking in public and all that kind of stuff and he's definitely improved at all of that. Um, but for me, it was what was going on inside that that I was most interested in and and it allowed allowed me to project stuff and to use music and to use 
you know, to play with shots of slow motion waves and look into his eyes a little bit more and try to unravel the story visually as well as through through the narrative. That must have been so interesting when he decided to change paths and do the big waves. Did you, I don't want to say did you encounter any fear in him, but what was going through his head when he decided to go through this massive change in his career? Well, there's a few things. I mean, Ben was a, a surfer from Scotland. Scotland, you know, surfing is not a professional sport. It's not widely financed. Um, it happens in very cold water. Um, and Ben was going around the world surfing in these competitions against guys from Hawaii and, you know, Honolulu and all this kind of stuff who were in water for 12 hours a day in warm water. So he was never really going to be able to compete with these guys. So there was a competitive thing going through his head thinking, I'm not going to stand a chance unless I move to a foreign country here. And then the other thing is that Ben was finding things difficult as many teenage boys do at school. He was a little different as a kid at school um, from the rest of his classmates. And I think Ben felt like he had something perhaps to prove to himself that he, you know, he, he could be successful in something. And so those two things collided. Ben made a decision at a competition in Portugal and he decided to go in a different direction. And wow, this is a boy that went and he took that and with an awful lot of guts went and surfed something that was massive um, at, at a very young age. And he has proved to himself he's a, he's a very capable young man. And actually, when you look at it, he's probably, um, he's from the island of Tyree and he's probably Tyree's most successful sports ambassador now at age 16. So he's got a massive career ahead of him still at Absolutely. such a young age. Yeah, I mean, he, um, he since making the film, Ben has become uh, the youngest boy to surf uh, a 50-foot wave at Nazaré in Portugal. Um, he did that only last week. Um, and he is going to be one of the most exciting uh, sportsmen that Scotland has, has produced. It's, uh, and, and I feel really privileged as a filmmaker to have been given the chance to capture the backstory to that, you know, how that came about. Um, because that's... You know, it's really a film that probably well, it can't be made again. You know, it's it's a film about boyhood. It's a film about growing up and the decisions that you make. And you know what? You know, in our film, you see Ben becoming a young man. You see him, uh, his voice drops. He grows a moustache. You know, he starts taking an interest in in girls. He things change for him right in front of our our eyes. And and that's I suppose one of the lovely things about following for such a long time. I'd like to ask about the filming process, because as you said, you followed Ben for such a long time. When it came to putting the film together, how did you decide what to include and what not to include? There must be like hours of a documentary out there that never saw the light of day. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I mean, you know, you, we sh apart from anything else, when you're filming surfing, it never, it never performs for you when you want it to. So, you know, we've got hours and hours and hours of surfing that's not very impressive just because the conditions are not right or whatever, you know, the swell's not right. But also in terms of story, you know, lots and lots of hours of story, lots of trips that didn't make it into the film. And I suppose I have to credit the support I got from uh, fantastic editor Dave Arthur, who's a fantastic doc and drama editor working in Scotland today, who came on board 
and really coached me um, through that process and really, really thoroughly looked at every single clip that we had shot um, and helped to start to start to form some story with me. Um, and ultimately, we did lots of exercises together that reflected on the journey that Ben had gone on, the journey that his parents had gone on, um, and the journey that we really wanted to take the audience on with those um, pieces of material. When it came to filming the documentary, I want to touch on something you mentioned earlier, because in the trailer, there's all these incredible shots, like there's drone shots and there's slow motion. What was it like filming with that technology? Well, um, I mean, it was fantastic to be able to do it, and we wouldn't have been able to do it without, you know, support from Screen Scotland. Um, but I, I, I mean, some of the some of the work that we did was as simple as me with a camera. Um, and then other days, we really geared up and we had a full crew there. We had five or six cameras on the coastline. We had a camera in the water. We had a camera on the jet ski. We had something in the air. We had somebody underwater. You know, but inevitably what happens is if you throw all your eggs into one basket like that, something doesn't perform for you. And so in the film, there are two attempts at a big wave that Ben um, undertakes. And on the first attempt... We threw everything at it and we were ready and Ben goes down and he stands and he was just like, nah, doesn't feel right today, just feels too dangerous. So we didn't get anything that day and then the next day when we got the, the kind of culminative, culminative wave in the film, um, we were simply two cameras on the edge of the beach. That was it. So it's kind of... It's about luck a little bit. Um, it's lovely to be able to use all these resources, but you can't have them on set all the time. You just can't afford it. So you have to be as creative as you can with what you do have. And it's about being as nimble as you can as well, because surfing just happens and you've got to be ready. So, yeah. What is next for the film after the Glasgow Film Festival? I understand it's played at a bunch of festivals already. What is next for it after this? Yeah, so we've been lucky enough to play at 15 festivals worldwide. Um it was selected as one of the great eight films uh, at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, it screened at BFI London Film Festival as well. And we're really, really excited um, to be screening on our home turf in Glasgow now. Um, in terms of what's coming next for the film, we've got a UK theatrical release uh, led by our distributor um, Cosmic Cat. Um, so we're excited to, to be putting that together at the moment. We'll announce the, the dates very soon for that. And then we're really, really hopeful that um, one of our home broadcasters like BBC Scotland will take the film and share it with a bigger audience. Um, it's also being sold worldwide as well to, to all sorts of uh, platforms and, and TV stations worldwide. So, What has the reaction been like to the film, both in Scotland and around the world? Yeah, the, re the reaction has been massively positive. Um, I mean, people have found it a really warm story, you know, a really st a story. I think people connect with this story because it's a story about growing up. It's a story about family. It's a story about parenting. And of course, it's about surfing as well. But really, for me, surfing is just the backdrop to, to, to really follow a family's journey with their son who wants to Wants, want to become and wants to become an elite sportsman um, and from the family perspective they just want a happy positive son um, so I think it connect people connect with the film on lots of different levels um, we've had some fantastic reviews 
Um, and I'm really excited to see what the Scottish audiences think of it, because um, we've been everywhere but Scotland so far, so it's been a bit odd. It's coming to Scotland soon, next few week, next few days. Yeah, it's coming to Scotland uh, Thursday the 10th and Friday the 11th of March. Uh, we've still got tickets left for the Friday. The Thursday sold out in 24 hours. Um, we could have filled the, the, the Thursday twice over, I think. Um, and look, it's, it's brilliant to be at Glasgow Film Festival. It's brilliant to know that finally we're going to get to sit in a cinema and see the film with a real audience and, and not be in some kind of virtual weird world uh watching at the end of a computer um, and it's going to be great to talk to people about it in person as well so we are delighted over the moon and uh, very thankful that we've been selected for the festival yeah definitely i mean virtual is good for serving its purpose but it doesn't replace flesh and blood and mingling with the people and hearing audience reactions i imagine as a filmmaker and that's what you want no, it really doesn't. I mean, as I said, we've been to 15 film festivals around the world. We've been able to go to one of those um, due to the pandemic, and that was in London. It got standing ovation in London. Again, it sold out. There was people disappointed that couldn't get tickets. Um, and it was lovely. It was such a buzz sitting there in the audience that night um, and then doing the question and answer session with people. And, you know, you're really analysing whether or not, you know, London audiences could understand this strong Dundonian accent yeah. of my uh, one of my characters. And, and they could, which was amazing. So uh, I was delighted to hear that. So, yeah, I think it will go down well in Glasgow. You know, I really do. Um, this is a family that are really loving um, and they're really warm and they just want the best for their kids. And... Um, they go on an amazing journey and they take risks that perhaps other parents might not take. I've asked what's next for the film, but what's next for you after all this is done and dusted? Are you working on any projects at the moment? Yeah, I'm continuing my relationship uh, with John Archer, the exec producer on this film, um, who's from Hopscotch Films. I'm working on a few projects with John, um, and I'm also working with him on a project, uh, a new feature dog project, which... Uh, explores um, the life of a man who saves uh, broken horses and turns them round into raceable horses within five days, um, saves them from being shot. Um, so we're working on that feature doc. It was supported by Sky Documentaries and Screen Scotland are involved again as investors. Um, and I'm working on a number of TV ideas as well, so I'm uh, looking forward to, to the next stage and, and also travelling with Ride the Wave and, and, and hearing uh, more feedback from people in, in the UK. Where can people find out more about you and about Ride the Wave online? So Ride the Wave uh, has a website, ridethewavedocumentary.com um, and my own website is martinrobertsonfilms.co.uk. Thank you so much for your time today, Martin. It was great to catch up with you. Brilliant. Good luck with the film. Thanks very much. Thanks for doing this. You can find out more about the film online. Just search Ride the Wave and you can see where it's playing and the festivals it's been at and where it is going next. Thank you to Martin Robertson for joining me. Thank you to you for listening to me. If you'd like to find out more, you can find me on social media, P-E-T-G-R-E-S-H-O-W on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So until next time, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Bye every single body bag.